Let me start off today's episode a little bit different. I'm going to start by getting you to answer some questions. So I know that very often you guys send me questions and I answer them, but today I'm going to start by asking you some questions. So if you want to go and grab your journal to write down the answers to each of these questions, that would be great. But if you're driving or you're not able to go and grab your journal right now, don't worry, you can answer each question in your head and then at the end we are going to give ourselves a score. So we've got seven questions and we're going to be giving ourselves a score out of seven. For each of the following questions, I want you to choose or think about a person or a relationship in your life that most resonates with that question. So let's go. Question one, who is someone that makes you feel good about yourself? Number two, who is the person that you check in with first thing in the morning? Number three, who do you give most of your energy to? Four, who do you enjoy making time for in your week? Number five, who was the last person that you bought a treat or a gift for? Number six, who is someone that you always keep your promises to? And finally, number seven, who would you say is the person in your life that you have the most important relationship with or the relationship that you value? you the most. Now I want you to look back over your answers if you wrote them down in your journal or on a piece of paper Um, or if not just think back to each of the answers to the previous questions and I want you to reflect on one final thing. To any of the previous questions did you choose yourself as the answer and I want you to give yourself a mark or a point for each question that you did answer with yourself. So out of seven questions, how many times did you yourself come to mind as the person or the relationship that resonated with that question? I hope that you picked yourself for at least one or a few of these questions as the answer, but if not, that's okay because today's episode is all about that relationship with self and we're going to take a little crash course in getting to know and love the relationship that we have with ourselves. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset we can face anything. So today's episode, as I've already said, is all about that relationship you have with yourself and how you can be your own Valentine. Valentine's Day is coming up and it is a day where we celebrate relationships. We celebrate romantic relationships. We celebrate friendships um, and we celebrate love, really. And very often, and in most cases, really, we don't include ourselves in that equation. And it's perfectly okay if you didn't answer yourself to any of the questions that I asked you at the start of this episode. I remember doing a very similar reflection myself a few years ago. I can't remember where I originally did this reflection or if it was in a book that I was reading, but it was very similar. There was a set of questions. You had to pick a person and then at the end, you had to reflect on how many times you chose yourself. And the first time that I did it, I didn't choose myself to answer any of the questions. But as soon as that was pointed out to me, it really changed my perspective on how I look at myself in terms of that being a relationship. Some of us don't consider how we relate relate to our sense of self as a relationship. But there are a lot of similarities to 
having a healthy sense of self and a healthy self-esteem or a healthy self-image as there is to having a healthy relationship. And that's what we're going to explore a little bit today. And I'm also going to give you some inspiration and ideas on how you can start to show up for yourself in small, loving ways a little bit more this month or specifically for Valentine's Day to just bring a little bit more self-awareness to this concept of the relationship you have with yourself. Um, I do want to just put a little disclaimer in here today. Today's episode may sound a little bit different. That is because as I am recording this, I have just got a new puppy. So I'm recording this episode on the floor of our TV room. If it sounds a little bit different to the usual audio, that is why. And if you hear a little scuffling or a little whimpering, that is because our new little puppy is currently curled up on my lap as I record this. So hopefully we'll be able to get through the next 40-45 minutes without any major interruptions, but just a little disclaimer that that might happen. And that's that's where I am right now. And I'm sure you guys can understand it and be patient with me. So let's dive into this concept of a relationship with self, especially if it's something that you're new with or you've never really thought about in that way. A saying that often comes to mind for me when this concept comes up is that cliched saying of you can't expect someone else to love you until you love yourself. And that's not to say that you can't have value valuable relationships with other people or meaningful relationships with other people or that you can't find love before you've worked on that sense of self or that self-image or your self-esteem. But in many cases, if we have a low self-esteem, if we have a poor or unhealthy image of ourselves, we struggle in relationships because we don't have a high sense of of self-worth. And when we don't believe that we are worthy of love because we haven't found a way to give that to ourselves or to find that self-worth from within, then we can struggle to accept it from other people in our lives. And we can struggle to have deeper, more meaningful relationships, or we may even find ourselves in unhealthy relationships because we're still trying to develop that sense of worth, even if it's just at a subconscious level to really believe that we are worthy and deserving of love from other people. But we're also worthy and deserving of that love from ourselves first and foremost. And how you look at this is something you will have learned from the adults around you growing up, from how you were taught to talk to yourself and believe in yourself when you were growing up. So you might have a lot to unpack here. And that's okay as well. This journey to self-love, to self-acceptance, to being able to show up for yourself with self-compassion is a long journey. It's something that since I've brought more self-awareness to it, I have worked on continuously over time. And I feel much more comfortable and confident in the relationship that I have with myself. But I now treat it the same way that I do every relationship in my life by recognizing that it needs work. It needs time, it needs energy, it needs love in order to continue to be a healthy, thriving relationship. So if you're still struggling to picture or visualize or even come to terms with having a relationship with yourself or how that might be healthy or unhealthy, then let's first look at what it means to have a healthy relationship. So psychologytoday.com defines the characteristics of a healthy relationship as trust, communication, patience, empathy, affection or interest, flexibility, growth, respect, boundaries, openness, and honesty. That's quite a long list of different characteristics. 
But when we start to look at that list and we hear these different words, we can start to think about each of them in terms of the different kinds of relationships that we have in our lives. So we have, again, lots of different types of relationships. We have professional or working relationships. And even within that, a relationship with our colleague is going to look very different to a relationship with our leaders or our boss. We have friendships, we have family relationships, we have romantic relationships. And in each of those different relationships, we know that if there isn't trust, we're not going to feel safe in that relationship. If there isn't clear communication both ways, we're going to struggle in that relationship or that relationship is going to break down. Think about that in terms of work or in friendships or even in your family. When communication breaks down, those relationships feel uncomfortable for us and we know that there's something that needs to be worked on. When we're in a relationship with other people, we expect for them to be patient with us and we also make space to be patient with them. We have empathy towards their feelings. We have affection for them. We show interest in their interests. We are flexible in some way to their needs. A relationship has to grow and change over time in order for it to remain healthy. There needs to be mutual respect. There needs to be boundaries for it to be healthy. There needs to be that openness, which links back to the communication, and that honesty as well, which links back to the trust. And what I love about this particular list of characteristics is that in any relationship, all of these characteristics are a two-way thing. We expect them in a relationship and we're also expected to give them in a relationship. And when those are missing from the relationship, either from one person or from both, we know that that relationship is going to struggle or suffer or be an unhealthy toxic relationship where we don't feel comfortable being our whole selves or we don't feel safe or secure around that person. Think about in work, for example, as I already said, with communication, when communication is unbalanced or absence, work relationships break down. It's one of the most common things that all of us experience during our working lives is being in some kind of workplace or having a colleague or a boss who has really poor communication skills or equally having that as a point that's that we're called out on that we're not communicating our needs properly to our colleagues or to the people that we are managing. It's a really common one that comes up and it makes working relationships really difficult. Equally, if there's poor communication in friendships or in your family, the same thing, it breaks down. So these are the characteristics of a healthy relationship and we can reflect on each of these and we can think probably about a relationship off the top of our heads where those are present and where they're not and the difference of what that relationship feels like and what it feels like to be in a relationship where these healthy characteristics are showing up versus being in a relationship where these characteristics are absent or unbalanced because one person is bringing them but the other isn't. It feels really different. So now I want you to reflect on whether or not you could apply these characteristics to the relationship you have with yourself. And if they're missing from the relationship that you have with yourself, what does that mean? So let's go back to the list. The first word on the list is trust. Do you trust yourself? And when you don't trust yourself, what does that feel like? It feels like self-doubt. It feels like doubting your choices. It feels like being insecure in where you are in your life. Communication. We've talked a lot on this podcast about the power of self-talk around our self-image, our confidence, our self-esteem, and our mental well-being in general. So if you think about communication as self-talk in that relationship with yourself, you can straight away start to reflect on how your relationship with yourself changes depending on whether or not your self-talk is supportive, positive, and solution-orientated versus negative, unhelpful, and problem focused. Do you have patience for yourself? Do you show yourself compassion for mistakes or when things go wrong? Do you have affection towards yourself or an interest in getting to know what you actually like and enjoy? Are you flexible with yourself? 
if you're a perfectionist and a people pleaser in recovery like myself, this one for me is definitely a point that I need to work on because so often I make these kind of unspoken contracts with myself about needing to get something done or needing to hit a certain mark or achieve a certain goal and not having any flexibility with myself around how getting there is going to look. Are you working on your personal development? So that's where the growth comes in. Are you allowing yourself to grow? Are you allowing yourself to be open to the idea that you can grow and change? Do you respect yourself? If you don't respect yourself, how can you expect other people to show you the respect that you deserve? Do you have boundaries with yourself? We've talked about non-negotiables before. What are your non-negotiables? Do you hold up to them? Do you have boundaries with yourself around your health, your physical health, your emotional health, your well-being? And then with those boundaries with yourself, if you can't uphold a boundary with yourself or keep a promise that you've made to yourself, again, how can you expect other people to uphold your boundaries? Or how can you expect yourself to have the confidence to create a boundary with another person if you can't even hold yourself accountable to a boundary with yourself? Are you open to working on this relationship with yourself? And are you honest with yourself? So many of these characteristics, when we start to apply them to ourselves, they take on a whole other meaning. But I'm sure as I went through that list, you can already start to think, yeah, I do that or I don't, or that's an area that I need to work on, or that's an area that I'm really confident in. And you can also start to see how, depending on how much of that list you are working on or is absent in your relationship with yourself or is something that is suffering in that relationship with yourself, how that will impact your confidence, your ability to show up as your most authentic self, how that's going to affect that narrative that you have about yourself, that story that you tell yourself about how capable you are of facing challenges, of being resilient, of keeping going, of going for those big goals and dreams all of it. The more you work on each of these characteristics in terms of how you show them and give them to yourself, the more that's going to build your confidence in yourself and the more that that's going to shift your mindset around the image and the story that you have about who you are and what you're capable of. So in any relationship, when something is unbalanced or unhealthy, we need to work on repairing that aspect. If it's a relationship that's important to us, that's something that we do. We think about friendships or our romantic relationships. When something is out of balance or it's not working, we don't just walk away from that relationship straight away. We try to work on the thing that's not working and we hope that the other person is going to work on it with us and we try to repair the relationship before we give up on it. And if they don't work with us or we feel like it's still not working, then we choose to walk away from that relationship because we recognize that it's not healthy. However, with ourselves, we don't have the luxury of being able to walk away from this relationship. This is the most important relationship that we will be in because it's the relationship that we're in from the day that we're born until the day that we leave this earth. So we've got to work on it. We have to stop making the relationship we have with ourselves a secondary relationship to all the other people and all the other relationships that we have in our lives. And the benefit to working on this relationship with ourselves and making it a healthier, happier place for us to live and enjoy while we're here on this planet is that we're going to feel more confident and insecure in our sense of self. We're going to develop a better self-image. We're going to be more comfortable writing those self-narratives or having self-talk about ourselves that is uplifting and empowering and encourage us to keep going when we face challenges. We're going to be more confident moving through challenges because we're going to have that trust with ourselves and we're going to feel more confident showing up as our most authentic selves. For the second year in a row, I am running a free self-love workshop for Valentine's Day designed to help you celebrate and strengthen the most important relationship in your life, the one you have with yourself. This year, the focus 
of the workshop will be on the topic of self-confidence and how we can support ourselves to keep showing up for ourselves and our goals and our values even on those low confidence days when we feel those uncomfortable feelings and we're facing some of those biggest challenges that are going to come our way this year. We'll also explore self-care ideas for boosting our self-image and how we can use journaling to help us rewrite some of those unhelpful narratives that we hold about ourselves. This is going to be a jam-packed one-hour workshop and it is completely free to sign up for and attend. If you want to join me on Zoom on Monday the 13th of February for some feel-good self-love talk, then head on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash valentines or use the link in the show notes to register for free now. I can't wait to see you there and to do lots of lovely work to help you feel good about yourself and the relationship that you have with yourself this Valentine's Day. So we've explored what it means to start looking at that relationship with self as we would any other relationship in our lives. And I hope that at this point, you are already starting to shift your mindset around that and change how you think about showing up for yourself. But maybe you're wondering how do I start working on this? How do I begin to improve this relationship with myself? How can I show myself more love? We're going to start simple. Valentine's Day is coming up. So today I'm going to give you 14 prompts or ideas or actions that you can take away this month or this week to show yourself more love, deepen that relationship with yourself and Be your own Valentine this year. Now, if you want to dive into this topic a little bit more and get some more inspiration on how you can work on this with yourself, then be sure to register for the free Valentine's workshop that I am running on Monday because I am going to be diving into this a lot more in that workshop and it's completely free to register for. If you can't attend live, there will be a replay. So if you just want to get a little bit more on this topic, I highly recommend that you head on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash valentine's and register for the workshop. If you're listening to this after Monday the 13th, I will be putting the replay up on the website as well. So you can just look for it in the resources section and for a limited time, you'll be able to get access to the replay. So how can we show ourselves more love and show up for ourselves in small ways as we begin to work on improving this relationship with ourselves? How can we be our own Valentine this year? Number one is get to know yourself, what you like or what you enjoy. This one might sound very simple, but A lot of us don't actually spend enough time reflecting on what we really enjoy or what we really like doing. Very often, our hobbies and interests stem from common interests with friends or our siblings when we were growing up or even deeper than that, often what we like is what we think think other people want us to like or what will make other people in our lives happy by us enjoying that as well. When was the last time that you actually sat down and reflected on what you like? And that could be as simple as what you like eating or what you like doing in your spare time or what kind of exercise that you like or enjoy. If you don't really know where to start with picking that apart, maybe look at the reverse of it. Are there any things that you give your time and energy to in your life that you don't like right now? So are you going to a gym class that you go to because you've signed up to it with a friend or a colleague, but actually you don't enjoy it? You go there because It's part of that relationship that you have with that person. But if you reflected on it, maybe there would be a different type of exercise that you would like doing. Equally so, 
let's look at what you like eating for dinner. Again, a lot of us share our spaces and share our meals. So do you cook what you cook for dinner because it's what the majority of people at the table like, whether that's because you have a family or because you're living with your partner or even because of your housemates? When was the last time that you tried a different recipe to see if you liked it? or cooked something that was a real comfort food for you when you were a child that has a real warm and cozy feeling around it. So the first way that you can show up for yourself and show yourself some love is by reflecting on what you like or what you don't like and starting to add small things into your life that just simply bring you joy because you enjoy doing them or you actually like them. Or also just by starting to be more aware of the different things that you do in your life that maybe you don't enjoy and reflecting on what you could swap out or put in its place instead. Number two is to take yourself on a solo date. This is something that some of us love doing and other others of us feel uncomfortable doing it. When I lived in London, this is something that I started doing a lot because a lot of the time my partner would work on Saturdays and my housemates would have plans on Saturdays and I would just be left to my own devices. And at first that would make me feel uncomfortable because I was living in a new city and I didn't feel comfortable exploring it by myself. But the more that I pushed myself to get out of my comfort zone and to take myself to explore this amazing city that I was living in, the more that I began to really enjoy that alone time. Just taking myself to Starbucks and trying out a new drink or going to a museum that I really wanted to visit and just wandering around it on my own. If this is something that you haven't done before, start small. Maybe just go to your local coffee shop and get yourself a coffee. And if you don't feel comfortable sitting at a table by yourself, get it as a takeaway coffee and drink it while you go for a walk by yourself. But just do something that you would normally wait to share with someone else by yourself. Take yourself on a little date. Go and visit a museum. Go to a coffee shop, get yourself a table by yourself, order the fanciest drink off the menu and enjoy it. Go for a walk in the park by yourself. Go to the cinema by yourself. Do something that you would normally keep just for a relationship in your life and do it for yourself. Number three is to give yourself a compliment. I feel like this one is pretty self-explanatory, but again, something that many of us don't practice enough. And if you practice working on that self-talk like we've talked about before or practice a bit of mindfulness like we talked about in last week's episode, then you might want to bring a little extra layer of self-awareness to this one. And the next time that you are criticizing yourself about something or being hard on yourself, I want you to go and stand in front of a mirror and look yourself in the eyes and tell yourself something positive about that situation instead. Give yourself a little bit of praise or a compliment to counter negative self-talk. Now, I'm not saying take what you're saying negatively and flip it if it's not the truth, but look yourself in the eye and give yourself a compliment. It's not that difficult. We compliment other people all of the time. We tell them how good their hair looks or how pretty their clothes look or how great a job that they're doing at work lately or how much we admire what they do or how they interact with their own families. So look yourself in the mirror and give yourself a compliment in the same way that you would someone else. And if it feels really uncomfortable, take that as a sign that this is something in your relationship with yourself that you really need to work on. Which brings me nicely to number four on my list of ways you can show yourself more love, which is to leave yourself love notes. I'm sure we can all think of a time when either our flatmate or our friend or our partner left us a little note on the counter when they went to work or a little post-it on the fridge or just a positive message that when we read it made us feel really good. Or maybe you've done that for people in your life. When 
I worked full time as a teacher, this was one of my favorite random acts of kindness to do was to get little post-its and stick them on someone's desk who I knew was having a hard day and just leave them a little positive note. And usually I would put like a chocolate bar with it or um, or something. And a lot of the time I would just leave it anonymous and I wouldn't say that it was me because the act of seeing someone else smile and feel good was enough. And I didn't need to take the credit because the magic was in the random act of kindness. But I also love to do this for myself. I call it positive post-its. I get post-its and I write quotes or reminders for myself and I stick them up places that either I'm going to see them every day or I'm going to see them at a particular moment that I might need them. So one place I really like to leave myself little compliments or positive post-its or love notes is in the bathroom. I either stick them inside my bathroom cabinet door so when I open the cabinet to get my skincare those positive reminders are there. I can read them to myself every morning or I might go days without actually reading them or taking them in and then I might be having a bad day and I go to open my cupboard to get my cleanser out at the end of the day and they'll catch my eye and I'll read them back to myself and they'll be really meaningful then. I also like to stick them on my mirror in the bedroom or inside my wardrobe, places where I might be being unkind to myself more commonly so that I can see positive reminders from myself. So if you are struggling to give yourself a compliment, if you're currently working on that self-narrative and that self-talk, grab a post-it pad and write out some compliments to yourself or some uplifting affirmations or just some positive notes and stick them around places in your home where you can see them every day, but also stick some in little hidden places that you might forget that they're there for a while and then you might get to discover them in a moment where you really need them. Number five on my list is a simple but powerful one which I learned from practicing yoga and that is to give yourself a hug. A hug with another person is a really powerful comforting action. I know that all of us could probably think about a moment in our lives when words failed us or just the action of a person embracing us in a really warm secure hug meant so much more than any words that they could have said to us and we can give that to ourselves as well when you're having a bad day or you're struggling or you're having a low confidence day or maybe you're feeling a bit anxious or worried simply wrapping your arms around yourself closing your eyes and taking a few deep breaths can be really powerful to just connect with yourself and to give yourself this physical action of almost having your own back. Just this physical reminder of you are here in this body now and you have got yourself. You are here for yourself in the same way that someone else in your life might be but even more powerful because you are always here for yourself. So next time that you're having a low confidence day or you're feeling a bit down or you're feeling like you would love a hug from someone else, give it to yourself. Find a quiet space. I like to sit cross-legged on the bed or sometimes on the floor and then just wrap my arms around myself as tightly as I can. Close your eyes, breathe deeply and just allow yourself to feel your own embrace and see how that makes you feel. Number six, this one is a little bit more fun. It's to send yourself an email on a time delay. This idea came out of our episode with Laura Gulvey-Jones, who is a life coach. And one of the things that she does with her clients at the end of working with them over a period of time is she gets them to write a letter to themselves or to write out their affirmations for the year. And one of the ways that they can do this is by writing it down in an email and sending it to themselves with a time delay. 
So a really fun way to show yourself some love or be your own Valentine this year might be to write an email to yourself with some compliments in it, praise yourself for something that you've achieved recently or something that you're working on and just be really kind to yourself in this email. Imagine as you write this email to yourself that you're writing it to someone that you really value in your life, your best friend or a family member that you really care about or your partner and how would you write to them? How would you send them an email to make them feel really good or write them a letter that would make them feel really good? And then when you're finished it, instead of clicking to send it immediately, use the scheduling tool that is in pretty much all email providers now and schedule it to send in a month from now or two months from now or even six months from now so that you will get this email from yourself this little love letter from yourself in the future and it may be that it's a day that you need this reminder of this relationship that you're working on with yourself. Number seven is a really powerful one again really simple but maybe something that you haven't put a lot of thought into recently. Keep your promises to yourself. Again, this is one that came up with a recent guest interview with Chloe Slade. She talked about how a lot of the time when we're struggling with that sense of self-worth, it's because of the way that we show up for ourselves. If we make ourselves a promise to do something, but then we don't go through on it, subconsciously we're teaching ourselves that we're not worth that time. We're not worth that energy. We're not worth that love towards ourselves. This can be something as small as promising yourself that you're going to work out this week and then just not doing it because you've got a work deadline or you want to go home early or you want to cook dinner or you're just too tired and yes there's a time and a place for finding that balance in energy but the point is if you sit down and you make a promise to yourself that you're going to do something keep those promises to yourself because the more you keep those promises to yourself the more subconsciously you're teaching yourself that you're worth your own time you're worth your own energy you're worth your own love and compassion and patience and ultimately what that then subconsciously reminds you is that you're worth all of that from other people as well in your other relationships. So keep your promises to yourself. Number eight, I just had to add on the list because <laughs> it's a trending audio on TikTok right now and on Instagram as well. Every time I open one of those two apps, all I hear is Miley Cyrus singing that she can buy herself flowers. So <laughs> If you really want a small and simple way to show yourself love this Valentine's Day and be your own Valentine, buy yourself some flowers or go out and pick yourself some flowers. Again, so many of us think that flowers are something that we get from a partner or on Valentine's Day, it's our partner or husband or boyfriend that buys us flower or our girlfriend or wives that buys us flowers or that it's something that we get on our birthdays from other people. But who is to say that you can't go out and buy yourself flowers if that's what brings you joy or go for a walk and pick some wildflowers and put them in a vase in your kitchen if it brings you that tiniest bit of joy subconsciously what you're teaching yourself is that you are worthy of nice things you are worthy of small joys you are worthy of feeling good and that you're also able to make yourself feel good that you don't need someone else to give you this romantic life you can give it to yourself number nine get dressed up for yourself again this is something that we reserve for other relationships in our life all of the time we get dressed up to go out with our partners we get dressed up when we're going somewhere with our friends we get dressed up when there's a family event we get dressed up for work and then at the weekend at home we don't get dressed up for ourselves or when we're on holidays we don't get dressed up because we don't have anyone else to show it off to but you're worthy of feeling good you're worthy of putting on your favorite outfit if that's the confidence boost you need. Again, it's all about balance. I definitely can relate to days when all I want to do is wear my pajamas so I pick out my comfiest clothes and wear them so that I feel comfortable. And that is a way that I show up for myself and show myself love. 
But now that I work for myself at home, something that I realized that I wasn't doing for the first couple of months that I was working for myself was actually making an effort to wear all of the nice clothes that I have in my wardrobe or just get up, get dressed up or even just put on shoes because I was working at home and I have so many nice shoes, but I wasn't wearing them. So the next time you're having a low confidence day or you're not feeling yourself or you're thinking, what's one small thing I can do today to make myself feel good open up your wardrobe open up your closet and put on the outfit that makes you feel the most confident that makes you feel really good about yourself and enjoy getting dressed up because it makes you feel good number 10 is to make a future plan with yourself so this kind of links back to keeping your promises with yourself. Think of something that you've been wanting to do for a while, thinking about doing or a place that you've been thinking about visiting and make a plan to do that and then choose when you're going to do that. So if it's visiting a museum, maybe you're going to go and book the tickets for a date and you're going to put it in your calendar. If it's taking a drive somewhere, whatever it is that you want to do with yourself or for yourself, just make the plan, just make the plan and put it into your calendar, set the date and then keep the promise. When that date comes around, take yourself and do that thing that you planned to do with yourself. Number 11, a little bit like taking yourself on a solo date, plan to have a cozy solo night in. Or if you're someone with a family and having a solo night in is not an option, sit down with your partner or someone that helps you take care of your family and say that you would really like to have some alone time in the lead up to Valentine's or this month and just plan one hour where you get to do something by yourself for yourself. So maybe your partner can take your kids somewhere and you can just have an afternoon at home by yourself maybe they're gonna go and stay with their babysitter or your parents and you can have the afternoon or the evening you can run yourself a bubble bath but really create that time to be by yourself in your own home and to just enjoy your own company in your own space and giving yourself the permission to take that time whether it's a half an hour an hour or a whole afternoon whatever is feasible for you but making the time to carve out some space to be with yourself by yourself number 12 write a list of all the things you like about yourself and why this can be a really challenging exercise even though it's a very simple one and that's the reason I've kind of left it down near the end of these activity ideas because for many of us writing a list of the things that we like about ourselves can be one or two things so I'm not saying write down two or three things you like about yourself I'm saying write a list really push yourself to think about the things that you're good at the things that you like about your body about the way that you look about the way that you can act or hold yourself in relationships about your personality write a list of things that you like about yourself note that I'm using the word like you don't have to love them but you like them you don't dislike them you like them and then really push yourself to add the why what do you like about yourself and why I like my hair why I like that I'm good at drawing why so make that list and Push yourself to really make it a long, extensive list, even if it takes a couple of sittings, even if this is a journaling exercise that you go, I'm going to write one thing I like about myself and why each day this week or each day this month so that you can see that list get longer as time goes on and push yourself to keep showing up to it and keep coming up with new things that you like about yourself because that's really going to encourage you to look inwards, to reflect on who you are, what you're good at, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel confident, and also what value you bring to your life and to the lives of others. Again, when we start to show up for ourselves in this way, it has this ripple effect of giving us the confidence to show up for others in a different way, but also giving us the confidence to ask for others to show up for us 
and to not take less than this quality relationship that we've created for ourselves from others. Number 13 is to do something that you know brings you joy. So the first thing that was on our list was to get to know what you like and what you enjoy. Once you've got to know what you like or you've thought about what you don't like and what might be the opposite of that, or maybe you've just got as far as I know that I don't like doing this, then ask yourself the question of what would I like and do things that bring you joy think about what you enjoyed doing as a kid or when you were younger think about something no matter how far in the past that it was that really stands out as an enjoyable activity or it was an enjoyable day and recreate that just because you know that it might bring you joy again and really start to bring that self-awareness to what activities bring you joy what places bring you joy and not thinking about it from the point of view of when other people are there but what brings you joy what can bring you joy if you do it by yourself or where could you go and you still get joy even if you're by yourself so do something just because you know it would bring you joy and that could be as small as re-watching a movie from your childhood that that makes you feel warm and cozy inside or baking cookies or making your favorite comfort food just give yourself that joy and remind yourself that you are worthy of feeling good and that you have the ability to create this joy for yourself to curate these joyful moments for yourself to find joy for yourself when life might be difficult or you're having a challenging day. The more that you get to know what you like and what brings you joy, the more that you're going to be able to pull on this when you have a character building day or you're having a challenging week or you're having a low confidence moment, you can go, okay, I'm going to do this because I know that it brings me joy. And when I bring myself to a place of joy, I start to feel good. And when I start to feel good, then I can start to switch up this narrative that's running in my mind. And when I switch up that narrative, I start to feel more confident. Finally, number 14, which might be one of my favorite activities and is something that I'm going to run through in my upcoming self-love and confidence workshop for Valentine's Day, is to make yourself a self-love jar. This is a really simple activity and you can make it as beautiful and crafty or as simple as you like. Just get a, an empty jar or a cup or a glass and cut up some strips of paper. You can make them colored paper if you want it to be a bit more fun. And on each strip of paper, you can either write yourself an activity to do or you can leave yourself a compliment or uplifting quote. I like to do a mixture, so half quotes and compliments and half actionable activities. Then you fold up all your little pieces of paper and you put them into your jar or glass or cup. And the next day that you're having a low confidence day or you're feeling a bit down or you need a little something extra but you can't think of a way to show up for yourself, go and pull a piece of paper at random from your jar. And you're either going to get a compliment about yourself, an uplifting quote, or you're going to get an action, an activity that you know brings you joy that you can go and do straight away for a little bit of a boost. It's a really fun activity to do. It's also a really fun one to do if you have children or teenagers and you want to really model this idea of self-love and self-care and some self-compassion within your family to create a big jar filled with small joyful activities or uplifting reminders or positive affirmations that when anyone is having a bad day that they can go and pull from this jar and it gives them something that's going to help them move towards a better feeling. So there's so much on that list from getting to know what you like or enjoy, taking yourself on solo dates, leaving yourself little positive post-its or love notes, leaning in to give yourself a hug, keeping your promises to yourself, doing a Miley Cyrus and buying yourself flowers, to creating your own self-love jar filled with joyful activities and uplifting quotes for your next low confidence day. Before I prepped this episode and sat down to record it, I also asked you all on Instagram to share some of the ways that you show yourself love and respect and that you show up for yourself. And here are a few listener ideas as a bonus 
prompts for inspiration that I really love. So Pale said that a way that she shows herself love is by saying no to others so that I can say yes to myself. I really love this one as a small way that you can start to show up for yourself and bring mindfulness to how you do that, but also start to practice boundaries if this is something that you're not very good at. And that can be as simple as looking at your to-do list at work or looking at your calendar of what's coming up. And if there's too much on it, picking something that isn't urgent and choosing to say no or to delegate it to someone else so that you can claim back that time for yourself for self-care, for something that brings you joy, or simply just for relaxing. Christy said that a way that she shows her self-love is by setting boundaries with other people and saying no without feeling guilty. I have a whole episode on how boundaries are really important when we're working on that relationship with ourselves and how boundaries really are self-care. So if you want to go and give that one a listen for some extra boundary tips, I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. But I definitely agree with Christy in that upholding your boundaries and communicating your boundaries to others is an act of self-love. And again, it's creating that subconscious message to yourself that you are worthy of respect. You are worthy of time, energy, of alone time. You are worthy of boundaries and protecting your peace. And you don't need to feel guilty about asking for those boundaries because they are a way that you look after yourself. Finally, Stacy says that a way that she shows up for herself and shows herself love is by working out. She said, I love seeing how physically strong I am. I love the idea of learning what kind of movement feels good for you and using that as a way to work on your self-image and your relationship with your body. Using exercise as a celebration of of how strong you are, how much your body can grow and change over time and build its resilience and using that journey as a way to celebrate yourself rather than paying into the traditional way of looking at exercise as almost a chore or something that we have to do to stay in a certain health, but something that you do because it feels good, you enjoy doing it and it allows you to celebrate your own strength, your own resilience and your own ability to physically grow and change over time. I hope that today's episode has given you lots to reflect on and that hopefully you're feeling inspired to show up for yourself with the same compassion, patience, understanding, and love that you show to the other people and relationships in your life. Remember, you are just as worthy of your own time and energy and love as everyone else that you share it with. So make some time for yourself this week or for Valentine's Day and start filling unapologetically into that self-love cup. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know by leaving a review or rating this episode wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast streaming app so that you never miss out on new episodes. If you want to submit a question or a story for a future episode or add to our suggestion cup, you can do so by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me by finding the podcast on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and you can send me a DM with your questions, stories, or ideas for the show. Don't forget, you can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.